Eating the monkey is the way we refer to those random ADHD thoughts that take over your mind when you're supposed to be paying attention to something important. Okay, so we are now live on Facebook. Nope, not on Facebook. Live on YouTube. I am not sure how to share. I'm not sure how to share, but we're allegedly on. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Working on it. How do I share? Damn it. Okay, so nobody listening. Uh, no features. Sorry, we're there's a way to. Sh- <coughs> Sorry, the reason that it's been so while is, uh, long is because of the hacking and coughing, and I can't guarantee that there will not be more hacking and coughing. Um, well, where the heck is? It? Ah ha ha! Here we go. Okay, let's dump this in some places. Um, we're just dumping it in some places, and you can't see it, but I did it. Do 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 do. do. Uh, this is a YouTube live. If you're on the Facebook page, uh, you have absolutely no reason whatsoever to know that it exists or anything but guess what it will also archive a video and once you archive that video um, there you go I would like okay alrighty so we are working on number 19 Excuse me, I'm really sorry. I still do have a, a very bad uh, cough and so forth, but I'm tired of not recording. So this is going to be, oops, the title is Christmas Carols and Ceiling Fans. A short description is a short description. It is, um, surely we have a description that we could add to that. Oh, okay. How about the number of blades in a ceiling fan? That's pretty, that's pretty creative. Also, Strange Christmas words. There you go. If you travel to a country other than America or you have watched Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, you may noticed that the number of blades in a ceiling fan vary from place to place. Even if you 
before bets you will now and here's an explanation pretty exciting huh um, no, I know you're just you're dying of excitement you're like I am so excited well what can I tell you that's how it is okay so anyway onward um, we sing carols every year here we do, and most of them are quite old. Also, see, being old, they often contain archaic words and phrases. A listener wanted me to explain slash interpret them so there you are I misspelled archaic alrighty <coughs> so Christmas carols and ceiling fans here we go last week it was actually the week before because as I said I've had a problem with the with the um, cough and so I didn't I wasn't around last week, and I'm sorry for that. Anyway, um, the week before that, we looked at how cake baking is uh, not an art, but rather it is a sinus. <laughs> a sinus. <laughs> a science. <coughs> we also looked at something that is kind of like art. It's paint by numbers. Um, I like to do them myself. There's, let's see, show you one back here. That's, I think you can probably see that there's one back there now. I only have, I only have the three hands and so, um, no, no, you can't. Okay. Anyway, if you could, it was really cool. It's a webcam. It's obviously not the webcam that's being used. <sighs> okay. Anyway, after the paint by, after uh, we looked at about the history of the paint by numbers, it was actually pretty interesting. It was pretty cool um, about how it was basically devised uh, so that people could color by numbers and then it evolved into paints and now interestingly enough it has sort of gone back to uh, there there are kits now where you can uh, color pencil by numbers there is also um, something it's it's mosaic it's like little pegboards it's not like a mosaic like you would make out of tile. It's mosaic out of little pegboards. And it's also done um, uh, in numerical form. And now that I think about it, cross-stitch is done in numerical form if you're using a pattern. Um, and, it, you know, it'll say color one, color two, etc. And then there'll be all kinds of little symbols on the cross-stitch pattern. And uh, yarn hooking. I've done some latch hook. I enjoy doing latch hook and cross-stitch. Anyway, so why do ceiling fans have different numbers of blades in different countries? There's, an, there's a history behind the ceiling fans, believe it or not. There's a history behind the ceiling fans. Um, ancient Egyptians, this is true. The, you know, you've seen these like Ben Hur movies uh, with the uh, with the queen or the or the king sitting there, and he's all displayed back and. Um, and there are two people 
standing to either side of them, and they've got huge palm leaves, and, and uh, that happened. That actually was true. They would do that to move the air, and it would help the uh, help the royal in or VIP feel um, cooler. So hand fans, which are the little, you know, the Japanese and stuff, you think of them as having all the pretty col colors and stuff on them. Um, hand fans came into being around 2,000 years ago, around the time of Christ. The uh, Japanese hand fan, which is, a, you know, from the specific country of Japan, uh, those came into vogue around 600 A.D., and a Chinese version of the hand fan uh, came into vogue, was used uh, more prominently in about 700 BC. So um, as far as how many blades there are in any particular type of fan, uh, it's not just in other countries, although the, uh, the first time I heard of it was in reference to India. Why do ceiling fans in India have a different number of blades? Fans, basically, uh, fans are made for different purposes. And depending on what that purpose is, that is how many uh, blades you're going to have. Um, so in India, which was where I first heard about it, I mean, I didn't, I didn't go to India and hear about it. I heard a, somebody ask, why are the fans, uh, the ceiling fans in India only have three blades? And I thought, I don't know. So in India, the fans are primarily decorative. They don't really do anything. Three-bladed three, three fans are more energy efficient because they don't have as many f blades to drag through the air. They have less drag. Um, but consequently, they also move less air. So they're pretty much just to look there and look pretty. And if you think about the scene in Indiana Jones where they are, he's sitting there and he's eating dates, and there's like these ceiling fans moving lazily above him. Uh, they're just for decoration. Ceiling fans, uh, as an aside, there was a thing that uh, one of my sites wanted me to make sure I mentioned. Ceiling fans don't change the temperature or the humidity levels. They only move the air. So uh, when you have the sense of cool air running across your uh, skin, yeah, obviously the the sweat will evaporate and it will make you feel cooler. You can turn the ceiling fan around so that it blows air up instead of down. When it blows air up, it pulls uh, it pushes the hot air from your heating system. It pushes that up where the where convection will then carry it across the ceiling down the walls because it runs out of room up across the ceiling and then um, and then it recirculates the air causing the air to uh, stay warmer in that particular room but it doesn't make it warmer it merely pushes warmer air down and makes it warmer um, there is uh, so when where you're going to stand to be the most effective at, at the ceiling fan there is least airflow and you know I said ceiling fan but of course these apply to any kind of fan uh, you know any kind of electric fan a fan that's on the ground, or one that's on a stick, or one that rotates, or uh, you know, one that oscillates, or one that's on the ceiling. Ceiling fans, let's see, there is the least airflow at the center of the fan, and also at the tips of the blades. So if you stand directly under a ceiling fan, you're going to stand in that area 
where um, it has the least amount of airflow and so you're not going to get as much of an effect as if you were to stand near the tips uh, excuse me near the middle of the blade there's also the least airflow at the tip of the blade because it's got the drag it's pushing the air around not up or down um, standing somewhere near the center of the blades is actually the best place to stand if you want to have the most effect from your uh, fan also the bigger the blade the more air it moves that seems like kind of a no-brainer so when you have have more blades you move more air again um, that, that also seems somewhat common sense so there's a sort of a delicate balancing act there because drag reduces airflow bigger or more quantiful blades drag more so you're kind of got the the more blades are doing more airflow but they're also creating more drag and so the next sum is is actually probably not that great so what you do or what you will find that that uh, manufacturers do is they tilt the blades um, kind of like an airplane wing tilting the blade um, increases the airflow but it reduces drag because there's less of the blade surface uh, touching the air at any given point um, so 45 to 55 degree tilt that's what's called the optimum slant if the if the motor uh, only if the motor is not a fact if it's not a factor if you can have the biggest motor ever if it doesn't matter how big the motor is the most efficient design for moving air is four blades at this tilt um, motors also use energy however and so they need to be efficient as well uh, so that they don't run up the energy cost because the whole point of your ceiling fan uh, most people would assume is to reduce energy cost and you don't so you don't want a giant motor that's that's causing it to use up a whole lot more electricity so the uh, wing tips if they put little little tip things at the end of the of the blades that also decreases drag uh, the fan is of the the material fans blade is made of also factors into energy efficiency that's again pretty obvious if for some reason you had concrete blades they're going to use a whole lot more energy to to move than say uh, a a latticed bamboo blade um, oh and also finally another thing about India that I found that I just felt like you all had to know because I had to know it. Fans made out of peacock feathers in India symbolize the eternal vigilance of the ruler. So there you go. If you see a fan with, um, if you see a fan with uh, peacock feathers, that's what that is. So we were going to look at the, we were going to look at the post office, but Dan on Facebook wants to know about the archaic words in the common Christmas carols so that's what we're doing so uh, we'll just start with a few Christmas carols that pretty much everyone has heard of uh, from Jingle Bells uh, the bells on bobtail ring it's that is how that phrase goes it's not Bob's bobtails frame on bobtails ring it's not Another one that I've heard is Bells on Bob's Tail Ring, as if Bob was the name of the horse. 
Uh, a bobtail is a style of a horse's tail either cut short or tied up gathered in a knot um, because if you're riding in a sleigh you don't want the tails you don't want the luxurious flapping of the horse tail so they tie that up also uh, in the second verse we hear the horse was lean and lank misfortune seemed his lot we ran into a drifted bank and there we got upset again uh, some people say upset um, it is upset and upset does mean upset in the sense of overturned like you upset the glass and only you upset the sleigh so it's upset so it's the past tense of upset in deck the halls troll the ancient yuletide carol so we know what an ancient yuletide carol is a troll what is a troll is a troll a person who hangs out on the internet looking for people to poke or is a troll when you drive a boat across the top of the water with a net down below trolling for fish which is by the way why an internet troll is called a troll because they're just dragging a net looking for somebody to irritate no troll in this instance means sing it sing it very loud sing it loud and proud so we're going to troll the ancient yuletide carols we're going to sing them loudly um, the holly and the ivy that's a pretty one the holly bears a bark as bitter as any gall um, a gall is rancor or bitterness of the spirit so um, you don't want to be eating <laughs> don't nibble the bark of the holly because it will apparently it will just take away your your soul it's so bitter it just grabs you and takes away your soul um, hark the herald angels sing this one I didn't realize was difficult but um, but I found it on a lot of websites of of uh, unusual words hark the herald angels sing Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. Hail the incarnate deity. Incarnate simply means embodied in human form. He has been, you know, like reincarnated. It, take off the re incarnated. It means uh, embodied in human form. The wassailing song. I've never heard of the wassailing song. It could be called the wassailing song, but I'm going to go with the wassailing song. Uh, the wassailing song. Uh, wassailing is caroling and this one's not a Christmas carol but this one uh, it is sung around this time of year this particularly on New Year's Eve Old Lang Syne this is an old Scottish tune and Old Lang Syne means old times times go by so uh, should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind uh, should old acquaintance be forgot and the days basically times gone by old Lang Syne so there you go now you know all that stuff all that things that you had no idea you wanted to know but now you do um, next week we're gonna do why cats why do cats do that insert anything but you know what I don't think that's accurate uh, let me check I think that we're actually doing something different next week next week we are doing Oh, the Hobbits Down Under. We're doing the Hobbits Down Under. The, 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 the real life Hobbits. Yeah, there's such a thing as a real life Hobbit. Um, also, uh, a listener question 
do oceans freeze? There's a very interesting answer to that. By the way, while we're here and we're just looking at stuff, um, I'm aware that you can't see this, but I'm looking anyway. Um, we have 124 likes. Guess what? 124 likes. I don't have to eat natto. I'm a, I'm a quarter of the way to having to eat the natto there. Just about 500 Facebook likes. 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 500 Facebook likes, and I will eat the most disgusting substance known to man, uh, natto, a fermented soybean booger mix that tastes like old feet, has the texture of snot, and, and, and I can't even, I can't even on the taste, although I will try even to explain it as it's happening, um, if I if I don't actually throw it up, I think I can keep from throwing it up. I'm pretty good about that. I have a pretty strong stomach. Um, so anyway, that's next week is the Hobbits. The Hobbits down under in the Australia's area. And um, uh, do the oceans freeze? So I really hope you pay attention to that. And I encourage you to enjoy some upbeat outro music and have a very nice day. Bye.